Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. Every two weeks, we post podcast versions of one of our free training videos, or you can access our videos now at beyondordinarywomen.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. I'm Sharifa Stevens. I am here with Cricket Keith. And we are doing video number two for Embrace the Impact of Prayer, where we get to talk about the impact of prayer on our lives. So I have a question for you, Cricket. Okay. I don't know about you. This is probably not true about you. But for me, um, life circumstances, um, sickness, grief, anger, or distance from God himself, these can be hindrances for me. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about some of the common hindrances to a vibrant prayer life and what we could do to to overcome those obstacles and hindrances. Yes, I'd be glad to talk because we all face them. We all have those hindrances. Uh, And these are some that I've faced myself in my prayer life. But one is just the hindrance of busyness. I mean, let's face it, we are all busy and whether it's family or whether it's job responsibilities, ministry responsibilities, and yes, even in ministry, we can get so busy that sometimes we push aside prayer because we, we think, okay, I've got to go do these things and then I'll, I'll get to prayer and then we never do. And so the thing that we have to encourage each other is make that a priority each day. I know, I, and let me just tell you, I am not a morning person. I don't like mornings. I've asked God. What, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can so relate. Thank I you. I don't like getting up in the mornings, but I know that that is my best time to to start with a quality prayer time. It doesn't mean that's the only time I pray, but I have to start my day with time in prayer with the Lord in his word and praying, because if I don't, once I leave this house, it's just, it's not going to happen where I'm going to have that focused time of prayer. Now I will pray. I will have my quiet time. And then, you know, I'll pray on the way to work. I'll pray while I'm walking down the hall at work or right before I meet with a woman, uh, that's okay. But you want that time that you're really dedicating to meeting with the Lord. And on those days that I don't do that for some reason, and I say, I'll do it when I get home at night, then I'm too tired. So it's just the way I'd overcome that, encourage women to overcome that hindrance of busyness is just be disciplined to set a time And once it becomes part of your schedule, I mean, treat it like a doctor's appointment. You're not going to miss a doctor's appointment. Just do it, even if it's at, you know, six in the morning or 6.15. And I do find I don't talk to anybody in the mornings when I first get up. And the Lord is the first one. I don't even talk to my cats. But when I sit down with the Lord, he's the first one that I start talking to. So that's a hindrance that I think everybody faces. And then another hindrance to prayer is a lack of belief because we prayed for something, God didn't answer. 
And so we're kind of like, well, then why even bother? God didn't answer that. I mean, he's not listening or he doesn't care. He's, he, you know, or you've been praying for something like somebody's salvation for a long time. You know, I have, and you don't see God work. And so you just go, well, what's the use? I'm just going to quit. And so we stop praying because we don't believe that God is going to work. We don't have the faith to believe that he is going to work according to his purpose. Um, I can, I can relate to that. It not, not only when we don't feel his answer, but when his answer is no, when it is no. Yes. When it's no, we get hurt. And then, and there've been times that I've even told the Lord when, when he wasn't answering prayer, I, I would just say, I can remember driving home from the nursing home where my mom was a few times. And I would say, God, I can't talk to you right now. I just need some time to, to regroup. <laughs> but then by the time I got home, you know, 10 minutes later, I was ready to pray. But sometimes I would be so frustrated that I would just say, I just need some time to think and then pray. But that's, you know, that's. Can I ask you a question about that, actually? Because I, I love um, the transparency of that because um, there, there are some who maybe would ascribe that in order to pray, you have to have a certain demeanor and it must be joyful at all times. So prayer, prayer would be almost disrespectful if it were from a place of anger or sadness or disappointment. Can you speak to that? That's a great question because we see that throughout the Bible of the prayers of lament, David, Job, I mean, even Moses, I mean, the prayers of lament of pouring out their heart to God. And that's one of the reasons I love the Psalms is because David didn't always go to God with, yay, I'm so glad that Saul is after me. This is wonderful. I'm going to die in a few days, God. <laughs> But he didn't. He went to God and he would say, God, why is my soul so distressed? Or, you know, he would complain. He would put his complaint before the Lord. I think God welcomes us to come and say, God, why aren't you doing something? However, you will notice in every one of those prayers of lament from whoever it was in the Bible, they always ended with coming back to a trust in God. And that's where I think it's healthy to pour it out there. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I have poured out my heart to God and told him exactly how I was feeling. God, I don't think you love me right now. Because if you did, yes. you wouldn't be doing this. Yes. But then as I'm talking to him and pouring it out, he works in my heart to bring me to that place of, but God, I don't understand what you're doing, but I know you've got a reason. You've got a purpose and I'm going to trust you. And so it's almost as we, as we pour out our hearts, God begins to work. And so never let that hinder you from going to the Lord just because you're mad at him. Like I said, <laughs> being mad at God and saying, I need a few moments. Okay. I just need some space. Yes. But then when I would go back to him, you know, as soon as I got home, I would go, God, now we, I, I need to talk to you. So be honest, be real. God doesn't want you to pretend. 
And again, these Bible characters did look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Talk about that. Yes. He said, Father, take this cup from me. Yeah. But not my will, your will. Yes. He poured out his heart. So it, it's precisely this point, this liminal space where prayer becomes an act of worship because you bring your honesty to God and it meets the character of who God is right but it's not it's not cute you know it's not wrapped up in a little bowl it's it's messy and it's real and he welcomes our realness he wants us to be real I mean he doesn't want us to pretend that everything is just fine and again I think the more honest we are with God in prayer the deeper he draws us into an intimacy with him because we just we're pouring our soul out to him and he can wrap his arms around us and say I understand just wait I cannot tell you how many times that I have just not understood why God responded the way he did and then I look back I mean I look back now Sharifa when I graduated from Dallas Seminary I wanted to stay in Dallas I prayed for jobs in Dallas I prayed and it was closed door closed door closed door I can remember sitting with Kay Daigle my women's director and saying I just don't understand what God's doing well now 16 years later after leaving I am like God thank you for not giving me a job in Dallas was the job you wanted for me and so yes there were tears and I cried many a tear with with Kay Daigle and others uh but I look back now and I think oh Lord thank you but he worked in me during that time of waiting yes that's that is so profound I want the women to hear you saying bring your honest and whole self to God. God can handle it. Yes. God invites it. If that is a major hindrance, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Do you we were going to say here one more hindrance? Yes. <laughs> is uh, a sense of a lack of need. You know, like when we're needy, we go to God and go, God, I need this. I need this. I need this. But when everything is going great, maybe your ministry is just booming and the women are growing and your kids are being wonderful and your husband is treating you like a queen. And you're like, life is great. I really am doing just fine. Mm -hmm. That's a hindrance because we don't have that desperate dependence on the Lord. And so we never, even when life is going great, we need to let that not keep us from going to our knees before the Lord and just praying and saying, God, thank you for these blessings that I'm seeing, but I still need you and I need to spend time with you. And so that's something. That's a really good point. The the way that comfort can lull us into a place of non-communication with God. Yeah. That's a really good point, Cricket. I just... I'm thankful for you and for your wisdom on this. I want to let the Beyond Ordinary Women audience know this is the second in our series on embracing the impact of prayer. So please go back to the first video where we talk about the purpose of prayer. I also wanted to let the audience know Cricket 
is a women's ministry director. She is working this out every day at First Evangelical Church in Memphis, Tennessee. You're a writer as well, author of three books, The Gift of Rest, Sumatra with the Seven Churches that you co-wrote with Dr. Sandra Glan, and your newly released study from Moody Press called On Bended Knee, which is about just this prayer. So please uh, make sure that you take time to peruse, buy, support <laughs> on Bended Knee and come back, please, for our third final video on this series, Embrace the Impact of Prayer. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcast episodes and resources for women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast is produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministry. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Deborah Herring, and Sharifa Stevens. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used courtesy of Christine Miller.